This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Macy's. Macy's believes that different perspectives drive creativity and innovation. That's why throughout Black History Month and all year long, they're honoring the brilliant legacies woven into the fabric of Black history and experience by spotlighting Black creators who continue to make their mark. You can support charities that help empower Black youth and also shop from the all-Black-owned businesses available at Macy's at macy's.com honors. Inclusivity is an ongoing commitment, and Macy's is proud to infuse it in everything they do. Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Thanks to a simple gust of wind, today's journalist pulled off one of the greatest scoops in modern history. Drawn to war zones, she dedicated her life to covering conflict. Even in her 90s, she often slept on the floor to keep from going soft, and always kept her passport nearby. Let's talk about Claire Hollingworth. Claire Hollingworth was born on October 10, 1911, in Leicester, England. Young Claire often tagged along with her father, Albert, on tours of historical battlefields. It was there, amid the ruins scattered across England and France, that Claire's interest in warfare was sparked. At the insistence of her parents, especially her mother Daisy, Claire attended domestic science school. These institutions were meant to raise the prestige of running a household. If the home was a woman's sphere, then she should be trained to run it efficiently, just as men were trained for careers. Of her time there, Claire later wrote, Although it is useful to be able to make an omelet, my domestic science training caused me to hate having anything to do with housework. While in school, Claire also became engaged to a man her family considered suitable, but the weight of societal expectations proved too heavy. Claire broke off the engagement. Then she announced she was becoming a journalist. Her mother was appalled. She didn't believe anything journalists wrote, and thought they were only fit for the tradesman's entrance, Claire said of her mother. Unmarried, unattached, and relatively uneducated, Claire spent the 1930s at the School of Slavonic and Eastern European Studies in London, and at the University of Zagreb in what was then Yugoslavia. Claire then found work with the League of Nations Union, an organization that promoted international peace and security. She was sent to Warsaw, Poland, in 1939, as the Nazis gained power in Europe, Claire helped usher thousands of Czechoslovakian refugees to safety by organizing travel documents that let them come to Poland. The Telegraph, a daily British newspaper, heard about Claire's work. On August 25, 1939, the Telegraph hired her as a correspondent and assigned her to cover the impending war. She flew back to Warsaw from London the next day. Two days later, on August 28th, Claire drove a car, commandeered from the British consulate, from Warsaw into Katowice, another Polish town. From there, she crossed the border into Germany. While driving back to Katowice, a gust of wind lifted a tarp that had been constructed on the German side. Hidden in a valley, Claire saw hundreds of troops, tanks, armored cars, and field guns. She knew what that meant. 
Claire sped back across the border and called her editor. The Nazis were coming, and soon. Her article was published on August 29th. Germany invaded Poland on September 1st. World War II had begun. Less than a week into her career as a journalist, Claire, at age 27, had pulled off what would become arguably the biggest scoop of the century. But her explosive debut didn't end there. Claire woke up on September 1st to German bombers overhead, with artillery flashing in the distance. She immediately called her contact at the British Embassy. The war has begun, she yelled into the phone. Are you sure, old girl? he said. Despite her major scoop that had gone live two days prior, most believed a war was still weeks away. In response, Claire held the phone up to her window so he could hear the German tanks for himself. She soon did the same for her editor. Claire spent the next 40 years covering politics around the world. She reported on World War II, traveling from Eastern Europe to North Africa, on clashes between Arab and Jewish communities in the final days of the British Mandate in Palestine, on the civil wars in Greece and Algeria, and on the Vietnam War, with bylines appearing in The Telegraph, The Guardian, The International Herald Tribune, and The Wall Street Journal. Claire also went on to publish a number of books, including There's a German Just Behind Me in 1942, The Arabs in the West in 1952, and Mao and the Men Against Him in 1985, along with a memoir called Front Lines. She was one of the first Western journalists to report from China, and in 1973 opened the Telegraph's Beijing Bureau. In the 1980s, Claire chose to make her home permanently, whatever that meant for a roving journalist, in Hong Kong. Claire spent much of her career embedded, even before that word became common parlance in the industry. She slept in trucks and in trenches. While reporting on British troops in Algeria, she spent two nights in the desert, buried up to her neck in sand for warmth. She often said she needed just three things while on the road, a toothbrush, a typewriter, and a revolver. In 1951, Claire's first husband, Vandeleur Robinson, filed for divorce. They'd been married for 15 years. Vandeleur claimed desertion. When I'm on a story, I'm on a story, Claire later said in an interview. To hell with the husband, family, anyone else. A few years later, Claire married again. This time, she picked another journalist, Jeffrey Hoare. They remained together until Jeffrey's death in 1965. Had Claire's vision not begun to fade in her late 60s, she would have continued to work indefinitely in the field. Even as late as 1989, Claire was spotted shimmying up a lamppost in Tiananmen Square for a better look at the now infamous protests. I must admit that I enjoy being in a war, she told The Telegraph in 2011, just shy of 100 years old. On January 10, 2017, Claire Hollingworth died. She was 105 years old. Her passport and a pair of shoes were still within reach. All month, we're talking about journalists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. 
Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. I want to tell you about another WMN show I think you'll love. Most Americans know firmly where they stand on reproductive rights. But how did we get here? How did abortion become one of the most contentious political debates in the country? That's where Ordinary Equality comes in. From Wonder Media Network, Ordinary Equality co-hosts Jamia Wilson and Kate Kelly are unpacking the history of abortion. From before the Founding Fathers to Roe v. Wade, all the way to present day. They're seeking to understand why everything related to women's rights does indeed seem to come back to abortion, and how abortion access is tied to our fundamental rights and freedoms, even more than you think. Listen and subscribe to Ordinary Equality wherever you get your podcasts.